All right. Good morning, good day, good evening. Welcome to Real Talk Episode 2. I'd like to start the show by thanking everyone who tuned into our first episode. We've gotten some nice comments, some good feedback. And we've got an update for you. Uh, we're actually now live in the iTunes podcast directory. So if you go to the store, uh, search Real Talk, uh, you'll get a bunch of junk. Click podcasts, and uh, we're in there. Uh, go ahead and subscribe, and um, every time we do an episode, you'll find it in your iTunes, ready to go, no muss, no fuss. So um, you should do that if you haven't done so already. Definitely, definitely. And you can find the link to our podcast on our blogs. Uh, my blog is IndieRockBakery.com. Uh, my blog is uh, ItIsNotForYou.com. And there you can also find our show notes with links to the topics we discuss, and also you know archived episodes, all kinds of good stuff like that. So uh, let's see what what's been new since uh, since our last our last episode. Well, I feel like we have some news and notes that we, we need some to, news and notes. We need right. to get to. That's right. Uh, you know, unfortunately, we had a a passing in the Real Talk family. We lost some someone or something very close to us. It's true. Uh, one of our uh, one of the party soldiers is uh, down from the count of nine. Uh, rest in peace, Sparks. Sparks. That's right. The caffeinated, taurinated. Alcoholic energy drink. drink. I'm actually uh, holding a can here. It's a product of the Steel Brewing Company, Milwaukee. Uh, Premium malt beverage with caffeine, taurine, guarana, ginseng, uh, and then a whole bunch of dyes to turn it yellow or orange, whatever it is. Yeah, apparently Miller Coors, which is the uh, parent company that produces Sparks, has uh, has caught some flack for, I guess, targeting its these sorts of beverages to young kids. Uh, the can, uh, brightly colored, silver and orange, looks like a battery. Um, uh, it looks like the sort of thing you would win at, like, you know, an elementary school fair, honestly. Uh, it's pretty, pretty awesome can design, I gotta say. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some of the best product packaging ever. Not to mention it's essentially a Mountain Dew, essentially, with liquor in it. And, yeah, I mean, Sparks, for, for those who haven't ever had the pleasure of being to a hipster party, is... Sort of the one of the one of the hipster beverages of choice. Oh, definitely, especially for the youngers. I mean, and you know, I'm going to be honest. It, it, maybe there's something to that because when I was in school and younger, drank a lot of Sparks. Yeah. And then you know, I turned 21. It was like, oh, Sparks isn't cool anymore. But I tell you what, still drink it. I mean, especially if it's free. Oh yeah, that's that's I mean, the that's, thing. That's sort of the thing. Do you think it's safe to say that if you're at a party where they're giving away Sparks, that you're you're at a good party? I first of all, if they're giving away any type of free booze. Good party, but Sparks, yeah, clearly, because that means uh, whoever was there was in the know and realized that not only did you need to get drunk, but you need to get amped. Right. You needed both. Right. And uh, you just got to be careful you don't drink too much Sparks, because then you get the, the Sparks tongue. A sparks, the Sparks, I'm going to be honest. Turns your tongue orange. Oh, we should add that you're drinking a Sparks, right? I, I, am, I am drinking Sparks. I'm only halfway, not even halfway through this can. My tongue probably, probably already a little orange. You feeling wired? Is, is it orange? Is it orange, orange yet? Not orange yet? No. All right. It's getting there, though. I do feel wired. So, yeah, Sparks, that's, un- that's unfortunate. We'll miss it. We'll definitely miss it. Okay, and then sort of on a related note, I got this email the other day from the dude who I guess does the, like, the doers promotions in L.A. Uh, if you've been to, you know, like La Cita or... Redwood, um, even, I mean, I kind of feel at some point Little Joy even had something going on. These are just the, like the drink specials where it's right. like $3. $3 drinks. for like a doer's drink. Or, you know, actually if you go to a lot of these parties. Yeah, yeah. Like parties. Um, you know, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I've been to galleries, gallery shows where they just, you know, they've got, of course, the like two buck chuck in the back. But then there's also right. doers. Doers. Yeah, so doers is kind of all over the place, at least in like the cool kids scene. 
and I guess they've been been at it a while. I got this email the other day um, from from the doers guy, and he said, um, "Let's see, let me pull it up here." He said it's the end of the line for the world of white label in Los Angeles as of one one oh nine. So I don't know what exactly is going on. I don't know if they had just always planned to do a two year run or, you know, if it's the recession or something. But it sounds like, to me at least, the doers is kind of backing out of uh, of the cool kids market of the hipster the hipster parties. I mean, they're definitely backing out of the, you know, floating all of us with free doers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think their hope is that we'll continue to buy it because we've just gotten such a good taste. So you think, you think that they're hoping that we're hooked on it now? Oh, they're hoping we're hooked. Mission they're accomplished. Hooked. Yeah, mission accomplished. And I can tell them right now, mission, I mean, at least for me, like, <laughs> the next time I drink doers will be the next time it's $3. Right, exactly. I'm not going to pay full price for doers. No way. I, don't, I really can't see paying full price for doers when I can get, you know, Jamie on the rocks, uh... You know, we do toast. love the Jamie. So now the question is, you know, I mean, with Sparks out of the picture and, you know, Doers giving up the ghost, uh, who, who do you think is going to fill the void, you know, for, uh, for the hipster parties? I can tell you who's trying uh, over the summer, uh, especially a lot of the little radio um, events. And, uh, and then I think the Standard had a couple of pool parties uh, downtown rooftop-wise. Uh, Colt 45, you know, I mean, yeah, like the, you're... you're, you're malt liquor standard bearer for for years for decades you know it's always been cold 45 you know you gotta you gotta get in there and then was now Colt 45 billy williams oh it's either bill i know it's red fox okay uh we'll have to check on that we'll have to check on that um yeah he may be schlitz billy d i don't know but um anyway yeah, they, you know, passing out free Colt 45. You know, show up before noon, get free Colt 45. Show up this time, free Colt 45. And uh, not only are they passing out, I, I did get a free Colt 45 a few times. I can't remember where I was. But uh, Sparks and Doers, here's a Sparks. It's a can. You drink it. Did you like it? Here's another one. Buy it when you or go they, Or they do like the little plastic cup. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Doers, you know, you like the cocktail napkin says Doers. Uh, Colt 45, they really are pushing it. They hand you the Colt 45, you know, in the tall boy in the can, and then a little brown paper bag, I guess, that it goes in. So you can brown bag it. So you can brown bag it. But then, of course, when you open the paper bag to put the, the beer in, uh, there's this little, like, you know, little zine type thing. You know, it's got these little illustrations of tattooed chicks and half shirts and, like, APC skinny jeans, like, with, like bikes in the background, like, Rolling around, being like, "Oh, I had this party last night. It was crazy. I made it with some dude. Then I drink a Colt Forty Five dot com by it, and like that's right. So you, their so, so you drink the Colt Forty Five, then you, you take the Zine home. Yeah, I guess I guess that's the plan. Uh, or you can toss it in the fucking trash and ask for another Colt Forty Five. Right. I mean, I imagine some of the appeal with the Colt Forty Five is you know the ironic thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, the ironic thing and, and you know, the the authenticity, the meaningfulness of right, it. Right. Street cred. Yeah, it's street cred. You know, I'm drinking Colt Forty Five. You know, like oh, I've, I've been drinking this. Da, 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 da. I'm drinking this since day one. So. Yeah, seriously. Not to mention that fucking you know you got it. Fucking when like you saw Mastercraft, you know, at the Echo, they're passing out Colt Forty Five in the back. You know that part you keep to yourself. I mean, the best booze is free booze. I think. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. At the real that's, talk. Position, that's our official stance. The official stance. If it's for free, we will drink it. That's right, and we will like it. All right. So uh, yeah, sad to say goodbye to Sparks, but uh, you know, I think I think we'll survive. We will survive. We will survive. All right, moving right along. Uh, you want to talk sports for a minute? Let's do it. Los Lakers. Okay. Let's talk about Los Lakers. Now, this is something that we, uh, we wanted to touch upon in our 2008 wrap-up slash 2009 preview, but we, we didn't get a chance. The Lakers looking, looking pretty good this year. Looking, looking very pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, I mean, so far, my favorite victory, of course, has been uh, when they defeated Boston on Christmas Day. It was wonderful. It was magic. Crushed them into a fine paste. <laughs> it was pretty good. Um, you know, Santa 
brought us all a little present because we had been so good last year. Oh, we were so good. And we, and we didn't even burn anything or flip any cars over when we lost last that's year. That's right. Yeah, that's right. We were very well behaved. We were well behaved. And also after the victory. I mean, I didn't ride in the streets. So no, like, neither did I. I was in St. Louis. I, mean, I very well could have gone outside and just like knocked it in the mailbox over. I didn't do anything. Oh, that's nice. Uh, the Lakers are currently 27-6 and six overall, which leaves them tied with the Cavs for the best record in the league. Unfortunately, the Lakers lost tonight to uh, the Hornets. And even more disconcerting is Lamar hyperextended his knee. Terrible. This is not good. This is not good at all. Because we love Lamar. We do love Lamar. Uh, I guess he's supposed to get an MRI tomorrow. So, I mean, we here at Real Talk extend our, you know, we, we wish him a speedy recovery. I'm astral projecting into his room right now and just you know, massaging all his parts. <laughs> <laughs> I, want to, I want him to rise like a phoenix. Hopefully hopefully that will help. Uh, also, shout out to Pau. Just got his uh, 10,000 points the other night. That's true. 15, 15th year European player, I believe first Spanish player to reach the 10,000 point benchmark. Yeah, right on. Good for him. So, uh, you know, I mean, hopefully the Lakers can stay healthy this year because they're doing some, some good things. It's true. I feel like, you know, uh, they're on path to maybe win it all. Uh, you know. Yeah, you call it? Is Enfi calling it? I, I think Enfi might be calling it. You know, I, uh, uh, bold claims are my specialty. That uh, is truth. This that was the side of muckraking. And I would tell you this, uh, the Celtics are a bunch of pansies. They suck. And also, the Lakers are going to take it all. Wow. Well, two for there. The muckraking right. and, the, uh, and the predictions. Uh, yes. All right. Well, that's good. So, Los Lakers, keep it up. Keep up the good work. To uh, hope to get that that uh, parade down Figueroa, that would be fucking wonderful. I would take it. Maybe Phil will grow the mustache back if they win. Yeah, maybe, maybe, or maybe before then. Maybe he'll grow it after playoffs. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Also, a little shout out to the Cobra, uh, aka Ariza. Oh, Ariza, oh, boy, uh, gotta love him. He's you know, king of the hustle. He is king of the hustle. Also, great, great nickname, the Cobra. That's from the mustacheless Phil himself. Right. He's still got it even even without the mustache. Official real talk position on Phil's mustache. We think he should grow it back. We definitely think he should grow it back. Uh, all right, I think that that's good for sports. So now I think we would like to play a little uh, special segment. You know, if you if you listened to our first episode, we mentioned the Kogi barbecue truck. We did uh, a fusion, if you will. I know, being an Angelino, you probably hate hearing that word as much as I do, but uh, it is essentially Korean barbecue, all the best bits served in the style of a taco from a truck uh, called Kogi Korean barbecue truck. Yeah, and so we went on a little uh, a field trip the other night to go check this place out, and we brought along a couple friends. We did. I'd like to play that segment for you right now. All right, this is Real Talk Field Report, recording live on location in Little Tokyo. We're here on 2nd Street, just east of Alameda. I'm here with Jeremy. Uh, hello, this is Jeremy. I'm here with Spencer from Empire of the Sun. What's up, horror? And we're here with Mark from Welcome to Reality. Sup? We're trying out the new Kogi barbecue truck. First impressions, Jeremy, what are you eating and how is it? Uh, I'm having the pork belly with the um, dandelion kimchi. And it's pretty fucking delicious. Spencer, you got some kind of burrito? Yeah, I'm having the um, spicy pork burrito and uh, it's brilliant. Very impressed. I will say that I just had a tofu taco and I'm not, you know, I'm not huge on the tofu, but it was, re- it was really good. It was uh, pretty delicious. Mark, you're getting into a burrito over there. How is it? I absolutely love it. I got short rib taco, tofu taco, chicken burrito, and I absolutely love it. Uh, all right, well, thanks for that. Thanks for that unique take. Uh, we're going to get into a couple more of these tacos. Uh, we'll be back in a minute. Well, i got to say, got to give points. Ambiance. We're here on an industrial street. 
downtown out in front of some warehouse. Got Korean pop blasting from this truck. And uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Nice night in Los Angeles. Okay, so real talk wrap up. We all just enjoyed some, some Kogi here in beautiful little Tokyo. And we all went back for round two. Spencer, you did an Uno Mas, and so did you, Rubes, and Jeremy, you, uh, you did Dos Mas. I got a burrito to go. So what are, our, what are our, uh, our final thoughts? I loved it. Jeremy, your thoughts? Uh, I thought it was really fucking strong. Uh, it's the best parts of Korean barbecue in your hand, uh, which I think you know is the best part about it. Great, 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 great. And Spencer? Yeah, you stole the words out of my mouth. I think uh, Korean barbecue is a pretty big production when you want to do it. you got to get a lot of friends. you got to make it yourself. Um, and to have that kind of accessibility in something like this. And, and it seems like it would be something that is weird, uh, you know, Korean food in a tortilla. But the Asian flavors, I, I mean, I immediately thought mushu as soon as it hit my lips, which is a good thing. I love my mushu. Mushu is not Korean, you know that, right? I know that. <laughs> Can we also do I know a that. side note? Asian flavors. Asian flavors. Can we do a side note? No, that's it. All right, real talk out. That's real talk. All right, so that was uh, first impressions of Kogi. Uh, anything you'd like to add? Um, really, uh, I think we covered it all. I mean, I, th- I think I think the only the only thing I want to add is you know it's a bit of a downer because uh, you know we are big fans of the truck scene, and uh, one of the best parts okay. about the truck is you know where they're gonna be. Mm-hmm. It's never a surprise, and sometimes you're banking on it. You know what? This night blows, but I'll tell you what. At least I got on Natty's coming up. You know? Kogi, you got to get out your damn phone and check Twitter. Where are they? Oh, they're over here. You drive all the way over there. Oh, guess what? They moved. It's, a, yeah, it's or too much. In, I mean, sometimes, maybe, you know, if you, if you read the Twitter wrong, you might end up driving out there on the wrong night. <laughs> That's true. Which, uh, which may or may not have happened to the Real Talk gentleman. <laughs> may or may not. And I may or may not be to blame, but you know, only time will tell. That is true. That is true. And also, you know, we'd like to thank uh, Spencer and Mark for coming out and joining us. If you'd like to check out their blogs, you can read Spencer's thoughts at empireofthesun.net. That's sun, S-O-N. And you can find Mark's blog, Welcome to Reality, at welcometoreality.tumblr.com. And again, we'll have those links on our blogs. So check them out. Show notes as well. In the show notes, that's right. All right, uh, here is a contentious subject. I know this might set you off a little bit. Uh, Curbed LA, which is a... (laughs) Great, great LA blog about uh, you know real estate development, urban planning, all that fun stuff. Uh, every year they have a uh, neighborhood contest. It's called the Curbed Cup Neighborhood of the Year, and it's essentially a contest. Uh, and they take a bunch of neighborhoods, they put them together in a little bracket, and then readers of Curbed they go and they vote for uh, you know what they think is a better neighborhood. And they're judged, uh, you know, in terms of restaurants, of the art scene, entertainment, the food, quality of life, the schools, the whole deal. All that deal. So they they just recently closed the polls on this one. Um, In the finals, they came down to Koreatown and Culver City. And Culver City, it beat uh, beat K-Town pretty handily. Some might call it a trouncing. I mean, how do we feel about that? We feel that it is ridiculous. (laughs) It is ridiculous. Uh, It's... I could go on for maybe 60 billion hours about why Culver City is an awful place and should never be number one, but I won't be doing that. What I, I, mean, will say, not, I mean, it's not an awful place. No, but you know I could go on for hours. I'm sure, I know you could. I, it's, you know, I'm not, once again, this is not an objective or, frankly, reliable source of information. I'm telling you things that I enjoy saying. And Culver City, not good. That's the first part. Second of, all, second of all, uh, 
beating Koreatown? Beating is, Koreatown? Koreatown is near and dear to our hearts. That, that's just ridiculous. Like, if the contest were called, you know, uh, best neighborhood to drive to on a Saturday after lunch, before dinner, we don't have much to do, and you heard about that new show over at Corey Helford, but you also want to try your father's office, number one. Other than that, best neighborhood, you realize a neighborhood is a place where you live. I don't know if you've ever been to Culver City. You don't step out on the sidewalk and walk down the street to the grocery store. You can forget about that. You're by your... The whole thing is made up of major thoroughfares. La Cienega, Venice, Washington. Like these, you, you can't cross these streets. These, these, are, these are eight lane streets. If eight lane roads run through your neighborhood, you are out of the running for best neighborhood. That's, that's, that's a thing that should be there, but isn't. That's, that's ridiculous. Number two, it's not even connected. It's not even connected. Like all these wonderful places. Like have you been to downtown Culver City? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. In downtown Culver City, like wonderful, but there are no homes in downtown Culver City. This is true. It's like the little model when like the villain in some 80s movie is like going to crush the children's home, what he's going to build in its place. You know that little <laughs> green section in the middle among all those towering skyscrapers? That's downtown Culver City. It's a collection of all your favorite fucking franchises uh, in one place. And, and number, number three, there is no serious transit options in Culver City. They have the bus system. This is true. They have the bus system, which means if you live in Culver City and you don't own a car and you want to go, I don't know, somewhere that's not Culver City, it means you're on the bus. There's no rail. There's no trains. That's it. Not to mention, you're not centrally located. You're all the way out there on the damn west side. I will also say this. Culver City is not just downtown. I don't know if you know this. If you take Los Angeles South, it extends like for another 20 minutes at like 80 miles an hour into some other neighborhood, like off Slauson. Like we're, this, so you're talking about the boonies. I will say this, their, their, their treachery, the treachery of Culver City extends this far. Your mailing address, if you live in Culver City, is not Los Angeles, not California. LA. It is Culver, Culver City. City. How are you in an L.A. neighborhood if you're your own goddamn city? This goes for Santa Monica. This goes for Van Nuys. This goes for WeHo. All of you guys don't need you. L.A.'s not good enough? Is that what you're saying? LA's, Mayor V's not doing a good, job, good enough job for uh, you? He's doing a great job. I mean, doing. Good enough for me. Not good enough for you? Fuck off. That's what I say to them. Get out of here. Real talk. Real talk moment. Oh, God damn it. Okay, so you have a few, few things to say about, about Culver City. What do you like about Koreatown? Koreatown is, Koreatown A, centrally located, which means someone can, any place you have to go in Los Angeles, you're no more than 15 to 20 minutes away in Koreatown. Not the case with Culver City. You're kind of all the way far on the left side of the map. You could do worse than Culver City as far as west side neighborhoods go. You definitely could do worse. But, but it is still, it's still... Out of the two... K-Town versus yeah. Culver City. Yeah. Gotta go K-Town. Uh, secondly, K-Town is arguably the hub of LA's, well, downtown. But second to downtown, the hub of LA's public transit system. You've got at least two metro stops, both major transfer sections. Get on, get off, blah, 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 blah. Buses going everywhere. On top of that, every, it's, it's, it's as dense as Manhattan. You can leave your house, your apartment most likely, mm-hmm. walk literally three blocks, you will pass liquor stores, full-on grocery stores, not little marts, not Bristol Farms, not, you know, like, not, 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 not AMPMs, but grocery stores. Korean no, grocery stores. Right. Korean grocery stores. Which are awesome. They're fucking great. You can get all kinds of great stuff there. Which brings me to my last point about K-Town. It's not homogenous. Culver City, I love white people, love them to death, but they are not the majority of Angelinos. And if you are in Culver City, that's what you would think. Go downtown Culver City is like a white sale at fucking Bed Bath & Beyond. It's like, it's like Memorial Day at Bed Bath & Beyond. You can get them all over the place. Sister, They're sister. running the joint. If you go to K-Town, it's a healthy mix. You have the young kids That's who just great. moved out here. 
who need that 750 month rent. You've got the Koreans who've been there for years and are, you know, busy, busy building skyscrapers to God, <laughs> you know, like, like in their, their audacity. And then you've got um, the local Latino population who's also found cheap rent and everyone lives together very harmoniously and, you know, in, not to say that there aren't sketchy parts. There's sketchy parts to every neighborhood. Right. But as a whole, neighborhood-wise, living, places to live, that's what a neighborhood is. It's not a place to visit. It's not only a great time there two Saturdays ago at the wine mixer. That's not what a neighborhood is. A neighborhood is a place you live. This and K-Town, K-Town has to win over Culver City any day. Unless you work at Sony, Culver City is not a good neighborhood to live in. I just said it. All right, here, here. So I think it's safe to say then that the, the real talk vote Definitely goes to Koreatown. So Definitely goes to Koreatown. Koreatown's always a winner in my heart. Curved, you bastards. A little worked up. I'm a little worked up. I, I almost, not quite, but I almost. You almost? Almost, almost knew it was them. Right, right. Almost. But well, no. It's not, t- it's not, not that time of the show yet. It's not time for that yet. Uh, what it is time for is a new segment that we would like to debut this week. We have enlisted our resident music expert, the man known only as DeGrucius. And we've given him complete creative control. Complete and utter to bring you the new hot track. Why, hello, Real Talk listeners. This is DeCrucius here with the new hot track. Coming from London, we have the band LaRue. LaRue? LaRue? I think it's LaRue. The song is Quicksand. Put on those dancing shoes and fall into it. New hot track. What did you think of the uh, the old NHT, Jeremy? Uh, very hot. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I know he it's is the hot. music pretty, expert. Pretty hot. And uh, you know he's proven it at least at least this once. All right, hot track. Uh, track you is know, hot. if you have uh, you know a hot track that you'd like to submit for DeGrucius's review, you can uh, you can email us at uh, thatrealtalk at gmail.com. Uh, and you know he'll he DeGrucius is always listening. He's so always, he's always listening. Feel free to send him in. Okay, now it's time for a part of the show we like to call. I know it was you. I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. This is a part of the show where we call people out for some shit that they did. <laughs> Jeremy, why don't you start us off? Um, well, uh, gladly. I uh, was worried I wouldn't have anything for you know, today's episode until I was on my way to work this morning. I'm on the whip, a little bike action. I'm on Hollywood. Uh, this is probably around 9.30, passing maybe Normandy, maybe some other street. And uh, I noticed to my left, there's this black Sentra kind of creeping on me. And I'm doing maybe about 15, 60 miles an hour. So I hit the brake. I'm standing up. I'm slowing down, thinking, okay, this guy's just moving over. No, no, no. He's turning. No turn signal. What an asshole. 
And so I kind of feel like, okay, maybe he sees me. Maybe he's going to, you know, I don't know. Maybe he's made arrangements I don't know about. That's not the case. You gave him the benefit of the doubt. I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I think what did you do no, with it? There's no way he's going to, like, squash me up against the curb on these bus benches. It's not going to happen. Uh, 0.3 seconds later, I am literally pressed against his car, being scooted towards the curb as he, like, barrels his way across, you know, the parking lane. Uh and I'm thinking to myself, what's going to happen? I'm, I'm imagining my life without my right foot. I'm thinking, what can I do? What can I do? I can't play soccer, but I can, can I drive? I'm, these, these were going through my head. Uh, and then he keeps going. I'm falling over in the act of falling down at speed when I start banging on his window. This motherfucker turns around, looks at me, sees me, doesn't shrug, doesn't apologize, doesn't even give him the courtesy to laugh. No dignity, no Nothing. respect. Just kind of turns back around as if a fly had asked for the time and drove away. Drove away, leaving me on the curb, you know, bike all disheveled to get back on. Let me tell you something. That son of a bitch on Hollywood this morning, 9.30, I knew it was you. Black Sentra, you are on blast. You are on blast, son of a bitch. Next time, real talk, some bike hassle, by the way, license plates. Getting them. You've been put on warning. Change your ways. Uh, yeah, look out for the bike foot. It's tough out there. All right, next up, MTA. Uh, we knew it was you. We knew it. Here's the thing. The old Metro Transit Authority today, uh, they released a, a new report, some details about when they think uh, some big transit projects are going to be done. Now, Jeremy, you and I, we are big fans of the public transit. Big we fans. are big proponents of, you know, of the subway. Uh, that's the red line and the purple line. Also of the light rail, you know, gold line. Working on the expo line. It's supposed to, uh, you know, get out towards Santa Monica. Here's the new MTA timetable. I'm just going to read you a couple numbers here. When do you think that subway is going to get to La Cienega? 2019. How about the subway to Century City? 2025. Subway to Westwood? 2032. Even the, uh, the Expo line, which they're working on right now, uh, Phase 2, Culver City to Santa Monica, they're estimating 2015. That's six goddamn years. Six years away. This is unacceptable. This is entirely too long. It's ridiculous. I think, I think what you'll notice is... Uh, six years from now, I can't speak for the rest of the listeners, but I probably am going to be past the point where I want to, I don't know, on a lark, shoot out to the beach, and then shoot back with the mates uh, not using the car. I'm going to be honest. But 2015? 2020? 2030? Like, this is, this, these are good, or glad tidings for our children. Yes. For the rest of us, we are left wanting. There's yeah, and nothing that's, for us. And that's, who cares about our goddamn kids? I agree. Fuck them. <sighs> we have nothing. Terrible. We can't wait that long. We need... Public transit now. I completely agree. I mean, it's, it's the greatest thing, uh, my greatest thing, I mean, worst thing, is having one of your buds coming from out of town. Oh, let's take the train. I saw a train station. Yeah. You're like, good luck. Hope you're going to NoHo or downtown. Good wheezy somebody. And that's, and that's it. These, it's, <sighs> So, you know, as much as we hate to say it, MTA, we know it was you. We, we know. We, we know fucking know. We kind of knew before, just a little bit. We were, we were on the fence. These new numbers today, 2030? 2030? Entirely I don't know. too long. Ugh, outside of a Buck Rogers novel, they have no place for 2030 in my life. How dare you? That's, that's simply not going to fly. So MTA, you guys, you get it together. Get it together. <sighs> yeah. You know, we're going to end on a, on a happy note, though. On a happy note. We're, gonna, uh, we're bringing it see. up. We're bringing it up. So before we go, we'd like to uh, give a couple of birthday wishes. Some birthday wishes. To some, some, people some, will come some of our friends who have uh, you know, celebrated uh, their birthday since our last show. Since our last show. We'd like to start off saying uh, happy slightly belated birthday to DeGrushes, our resident music expert, uh, whose birthday was at the end of December. It's true. Should we, say, should we say how old he turned? 
you know what? We should we should we should say. Let's it. do it. Let's put him on blast. He's twenty seven. He's twenty seven, ladies. Twenty seven. So, he's not getting any younger. So if you ladies want to get in there and get in the farm system, you, you know. You <laughs> now's, the, now's the time. Now's he's the time. got he's got some slots open. I'll tell you something. Uh, that uh, the outfield's looking kind of weak. Uh, he's definitely got some positions open. <laughs> All right, uh, Jeremy, do you have one? I do. Uh, good bud, Andrew Mito, just had a birthday recently. I will do him the service of not mentioning his age on right. the air. Well, we like Mito. We do like Mito. Uh, and you can follow his blog for um, mostly cat photography and Star Trek related rumors at <laughs> andrewmuto.tumblr.com. Uh, it's a good read. All right. I guess we should say happy birthday to Jenny. Um, her birthday the other night, she invited us to the lovely 4100 bar. It's true. Uh, we had a, a, uh, time. a great time. A little, uh, little street cake was had. By entirely some. too crowded at that bar, by the way. Enti- entirely too crowded. I will say this. Entirely too crowded. But I, I mean, it's... It almost made me think that maybe every other bar in Silver Lake was shut down. But, um, you know, the places, whatever they're doing, they're doing it right. The place is jumping. Uh, it's hard to get a table. Uh, you know, you, the drinks were easy to get. Uh, yeah, I guess that's tough. Well, and, the bar uh, goes all the way around. That's true. So, uh, yeah, we, we had a great time. So, uh, Jenny, happy birthday. And I think you have one more very special happy birthday. Oh, yes. Uh, this, this, um, so, um, uh, this, this goes out to one uh, Ellen, uh, uh, mother of Envy. Uh, birthday was the 5th. Which was at the time of this recording, yesterday. Uh, I'm on the phone with the little brother, and he's you know doing what he does, which is talk, talk, talk. I'm at work, gotta get some stuff done. And I say, you know, I'll talk to you later. Mom says I'm gonna talk to you. I say, you know, I gotta go. She goes, it's my birthday today, and I go, ah, well, you know, what? give me two hours, give me two hours. Two hours go by. I see Revolutionary Road. Don't call the mother. Come back, drink some brews, pass out. Next day, all day today at work. Did I call her? No. Did I think about it? Yes. Um, so I know you're not going to hear this, but happy birthday, mom. And, uh, I kind of knew it was me. Kind of knew it was me. <laughs> happy birthday, mom-wise. Happy birthday. Wow. All right. And then finally, as we wrap up, uh, you know, this being our first show of the new year, I think, uh, we here at Real Talk would like to wish all of you a, a good 2009. May it be full of hard partying, loud music, good food and drink, uh, good friendship. Also some dancing, maybe some adventures. Uh, and maybe if you're lucky, some giggling. I guess this uh, this is wrapping it up for Real Talk episode two. Real talk.